Good morning, everybody. This is Iron Radio, Phil Stevens, strength coach, uh, Highland Games athlete, powerlifter, and currently at the Arnold Sports Fest. Well, in a hotel room near the Arnold Sports Fest. Nice. <clears throat> hey, this is Dr. Mike Nelson, associate professor at the Kerrigan Institute, creator of the Flex Side Cert and the FizzFlex Cert. FizzFlex Cert opens again on March 20th. Shameless plug. And I'm home briefly in Minnesota. I fly out to present at the Real Coaches Summit in Vegas to Monday, Tuesday. When I'm recording, so I fly out tomorrow, which is Sunday, since we're recording on a Saturday. Yeah. You've been all around. Been presenting. Yeah. You're back on the road again, brother. A little bit, yeah. We, we did a kind of... Uh, it just so happened that everything happened all at once, per se. Uh, so we were home more for the holidays, a little bit in January. And then we did a ski trip to uh, Tahoe, which was awesome. I went to Heavenly for uh, a week, the ski club, which was super fun. Got to snowboard in some powder the first two days, which was really epic. I guess they're just getting absolutely blasted with snow now, and we're not there. But <laughs> Gotcha. <clears throat> and then... Home for a bit, went to Florida, presented at the Neurosports Conference down there with a hour talk on heart rate variability roundtable. Just super fun. Hung out with our friend Yvonne and Trevor there. <coughs> Came back, was home for uh, two days. Flew out in a snowstorm to Dallas for the Raise the Bar seminar, which was uh, three days, which is awesome. So shout out to Nick and Derek who did a great job on that. Got to see a lot of presenters and and just see a lot of people that I haven't seen before COVID actually. <laughs> so that was super nice, super fun. Came back from that. Uh, yeah, home for a couple of days. And like I said, fly out tomorrow to Vegas, be there through probably Thursday-ish, and then be home most of the month before we start driving down to South Padre, Texas. Yeah. I'm just, I'm living it up at the Arnold. So it's, uh. Yeah. How's that? It's good. I dragged Windler out yesterday. So I got in town oh, Thursday. Oh, exciting. Yeah. I got in town Thursday, went and spent some time at Elite FTS. They were swamped. Uh. Oh, nice. Said it was the busiest they've been in the last three years. Like really? They Did they have, the, they had like a little event or something going on? No. Oh, with the no, people were just showing up. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was like when I pulled up, a like party bus pulled up full of people. Oh, nice. <laughs> and so like 45 people piled out of this bus just to come in and look at the place. Oh, uh, wow. And they let them all in the warehouse. They tried to get me to work. I was like, no, that ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> what were they wanting you to do? Like just coordinate people? <laughs> Open the warehouse. And I was like, no. Oh. Good. I'm good. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's good. And then I caught up with Dave. He was having two of his table talks with uh, Ryan Neely and um, oh god damn it, who was the next guy? Brian Carroll. And Ryan oh, Neely. okay. So I got to chat with them, and then uh, nice. Hung out there for a bit, then I went over Windlers and uh, caught up with them, and then we met up early yesterday morning, and we set a PR for our time in the expo yesterday. What time? Because we were in there for four and a half hours. 
Ooh, that's a PR for you guys. Oh, big time for one. <laughs> the thing is, is me and Juliet planned this out about a month ago, and we had a time that Windler had to be at a booth, and we just didn't tell him. That's a good move. Because we figured it'd be easier. Yes. So I think he found out <laughs> Thursday when everybody started posting about it. Uh, oh. Because <laughs> uh, we had to put the time out and everything. But uh, So we we went to Matt Vincent's booth and uh, stood there for a while. And then uh, went and checked out events. Just went and watched numerous stuff. We sat and watched the weightlifting for about 45 minutes and... And like I was telling you before the show started, it was actually, we thought it was going to be bigger. Like, Dave's like, if this is anything, because of how busy they were, yeah, said, this is an indication of the Arnold, then it's going to be swamped. And it was actually pretty easy to move around. Now, it was Friday, mind you, so Friday's usually slower anyways. Yeah. But the expo, the booth spaces were down a lot uh, because they had, they ended up eating up a ton of space, and I'm <laughs> guessing just because they didn't sell booths. <coughs> With just random shit. They brought a lot of the events into the expo space. Like the main strongman competition was in the expo space. They just built a big false wall mm. that you had to pay, like a paywall, pretty much. Nah, literally. Uh, you had to pay to go watch that. Um, but the whole, as you walk in the left side where normally CrossFit and some things are at, that was mm-hmm. all events. So that was strongman, um, amateur strongman, Highland Games. Uh, and a couple other weird events over there, and then they had like I don't know what you'd call it, sword fighting and crap, uh, Renaissance festival type type stuff. Uh, they had CrossFit. They had a huge area that used to be the Highland Games area. It was like an open gym. It was mainly mm. just platforms and bars and weights that I thought was going to be Olympic weightlifting, but. Sitting there talking to Matt, that's right where his booth was. He's like, no, it's just an open gym area if you need to catch a workout. Ah. Um, so they ate up a ton of space with that. And then we went and watched something I'd never seen before that was actually pretty freaking interesting. World Chase Tag. Have you heard of that? No. Yeah. It was fucking badass. I mean, I could do it. I would love to see. I think they. I still think they need to take, like, whoever wins the Arnold Strongman and whoever wins the Arnold bodybuilding and they make them do it against each other to see who wins. Basically, it's a (laughs) mix of parkour and tag. Oh. So it's. Yeah, because they have a bunch of obstacles all over the place. Yeah, there's two teams going at a time, and this was the world championships. So there were teams from Czech Republic and all over the place. And uh, so basically, I think there's 15 matches around, and one person is the evader, one person's the chaser. And the, the evader, the chaser starts at a specific spot, that, or the evader starts wherever they want, the chaser starts at a specific, specific spot. And you have to evade the other person for 20 seconds to earn a point. Hmm. And holy shit, those guys are fast. And mobile as hell. Like, the mobility was insane. Uh, hmm. So that was pretty interesting. Um, we hung out there for probably an hour. Hmm. Of course, went to our normal spot. We always go across the street and get wings and <laughs> after two hours and shoot the shit. But uh, got to catch up with Chad Eggs. Hadn't seen him in a while. We hung out with him oh. for an hour and a half. And uh, still, what is he doing? He kind of disappeared for years, I think, didn't he? He's still coaching. Still has his gym in uh, near Las Vegas. And oh, okay. Looks good. He's lost some weight. So he's probably oh, that's probably good for him. I mean, he was yeah, a huge. Yeah, lost dude. weight, which means he's probably three hundred pounds. 
So, <laughs> but uh, nope. Say that again. I think you cut out there. <clears throat> I said when I say he lost weight, I mean he's probably three hundred pounds now. So instead of four hundred or whatever he was, he's still a big dude. But uh, yeah, it was it was good. Uh, like I said, it was small, not a ton of traffic, but uh, a lot more events. I mean, well. I wouldn't say that. They're probably the same amount of events. They were just a lot more visible because they were in the expo space. So you didn't have to duck uh, into the small rooms and stuff. So we'll see how it turns out. I figured it might be bigger this year too, but I really think like a ton of people were talking about, it. I think the whole shutting down for COVID thing hurt them more than they expected it would. So, but Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I can imagine if, I don't know what one of those expo booths would cost, but I imagine it's expensive as hell. And yeah. if you had to eat your shirt, you know, a couple of years before that you're, you know, if you've got, a, if you're a moderate sized company, even you're looking at your budget. Yeah. yeah that's gotta be much harder to justify. Well, it's not only that. that, the, the big companies that are normally there, like rain, energy, animal did not have a booth. Oh, I was going to ask if the big companies were still there or if they yeah, pulled out. A lot of them bailed out and decided not to come. Like Animal, who always oh. had the cage, you know, always, yeah. always ate up. They, they just bailed out. I said, we're not really. Doing it. So, oh my. Um, from what I know, they're losing money every year on it. So, and then they just decided, you know, we're done. So, hmm. were there any other big, bigger companies that were still there at Boost, or what did you notice from? Because most of them are generally supplements. You know, for the most part, or historically, yeah, they were when I was one, there. Because normally there's absurdly large booths. Like, and I know yeah. Bank Energy got booted from there a couple years ago. They oh, they did. They can't come back. Uh, because they what were so was obnoxious. the reason? The reason they were so obnoxious, they were like blaring loud fucking music, and you couldn't. Ah. Get it. So, uh, but normally there's some of those large, large booths, and I didn't see any of them. I didn't see like an Optimum Nutrition booth or anything like that that was giant. Oh, wow. huh. I will say there was less of the like Dan's gutter service and things like there was last year. <laughs> but, uh, um, a lot of booths that I just never heard of, you know, obscure supplement companies and stuff that are oh, interesting. operations. But uh, the biggest booth I saw was actually your favorite company. Oh, uh, the bucked up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's Jarrell's favorite. That's not my favorite. <laughs> he's got the shirts and everything i hear yeah so. i no, uh, i haven't even seen those guys local like i haven't seen the the drink or whatever because don't they have the it's like an energy drink is what they've been right yeah. yep i haven't seen any of their stuff around in a little bit so they're in walmart now i saw that uh, really they've gone mainstream yep Oh, wow. Oh. So, yeah. If you have a chance, you guys got to check out the World Chase Tag. It was actually pretty freaking interesting. Uh, I'll have to pull up some I mean, videos I, of that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I've seen some videos just where they're – because it's like uh, almost like bars and obstacles, right? Like yeah, platforms, yeah, bars, bars, obstacles, like, and they got to – Yep. They got to get up and under it or over it and like – I didn't realize it was a team thing, like with the. I didn't know that either. And basically, there's six people per team, and you just switch out whatever play. Like, whoever's the evader gets to pick their person, and then the other team picks the person that goes against them. 
but you can only score a point. Like, you can't score a point if you're the chase team. So you only score a point by evading. So let's say two people go, and if the chase guy wins, then now he's being he's the evader. So, and then now you have a chance to score a point. And there were several hmm. of them where, uh, you know, they'd rack up two or three points when they won out. But the first match ended up going into overtime, and basically what they do for that, if nobody has a lead after 15 rounds, um, they do two chases, and it goes indefinitely till somebody gets tagged. And then whichever team uh, gets caught, it stays out there the longest wins. So, mm. but yeah, it was interesting. And like I said, it was people from the, and you could tell it was a fairly large organization. I'd never heard of it, but just by their, their setup and the professional camera crews and stuff like that. Uh, sure. They had drones flying and filming. They had big booms set up and uh, giant LED screens and pyrotechnics and all kinds of crap. So it was oh. Apparently so you're not going to go do that that event locally now, Phil. You're not going to try to try out for it next. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm, I'm thinking about dropping 130 pounds and just going after it. Yeah. <laughs> they were all probably five, six, 110 pounds. So. Yeah, I was going to ask. I bet they're not even tall people, much no, less big. They people. were all pretty small people. So. Yeah, close to the ground. <laughs> yeah, because some of the obstacles they had to duck under were like a foot and a half tall. I mean, oh, jeez. Sliding across the floor, jumping up through the air, and it was just yeah, it was pretty crazy. But huh. like hardcore parkour tag, yeah, pretty much. And they were all most of them <laughs> were like parkour or parkour specialists or fuck mountain climbers, shit like that, stuntmen, things like that. But uh, I did run into the typical Arnold four or five people that I'm walking along, and they're you're Phil from Iron Radio. I got to chat with those people, so that was good. Oh, nice. That's cool. That always happens. Then went over to. What was, uh, go ahead. What was the dress for the expo? Was there uh, the people who looked like they've never competed, but yet they have the the old baggy pants with the string top and the gallon of water, like they're crossing the Mojave? Yeah, there was a lot of that. A lot of ILS. Um, a ton of that. Like dudes walking Sunburn around armpits. four times the space they're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of spandex. A lot of spandex. Mm. Not in probably the best way, <laughs> from my experience. Yeah, no. I mean, it was, yeah. So, but I did not see Mr. Ed Cohn. This is the first year I haven't seen him. Oh. I'm not even sure he was here. I texted him, and I was like, you at the Arnold, and he just sent me a smiley face. And so I was like, <laughs> he's high. So, <laughs> I think he's dipping into his own supply. Yeah, that's all uh, I was say. Yeah, other than that, I just met with a bunch of people. Uh, went over and saw, you know, I'm producing stuff for Train Heroic and things like that, so I stopped by their booth and chatted with them for a bit. But uh, Did you see a Spud there? He normally has a booth every year. I did not see Spud. Oh, man. Uh, so I don't think they were there. But, I mean, yeah. mind you, I did not take my time to walk down every aisle. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that just wasn't going to happen. It's all the Massonomics guys. Caught up with them. Oh, how are they doing? They're doing good. They're getting ready to go on Dave's table talk. So oh, wow. That'll be fun. Uh, things is like there, 
So. Doing pretty good. They still have a podcast, right? Yeah, they do. And they had a pretty good-sized booth. So, I mean, they're doing pretty good, I think. Nice. So, I'm, I'm, I'm on their mind, apparently, because one of them was, like, before I left, he's like, do you happen to go to Sioux Falls, South Dakota? Have you been there? I was like, yeah, I've been there. Like, were you there, like, a year ago? I was like, no. And he was like, well, I was in the hospital, and I just woke up from some procedure. And he's like, I looked across the room, and I swear it was you. I was like, no, bro, that wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't go to get a procedure done in South Dakota. Sorry. But, no, it's good. It's always good catching up with people. I mean, that's the best thing about the Arnold for me is just. Yeah. So many of our people in one spot, so. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's the only main reason I went in the past. And I also realized, like, for a couple of years, I did some presentations and stuff there. And so I got a VIP, which meant that I could go into the expo like an hour before it opened up or something like that. And that was great, you know, because if I just wanted to see what was going on, you know, a lot of times there would be people at booths. Sometimes there was, depending on their schedule. But, man, you could... Go through there like in an hour and a half and see most of everything you wanted to see. Yeah. Um, the one year my buddy, uh, Dr. Josh Cotter and I had a, I don't know what we were doing, but we we're going around making sure everyone was following the rules in terms of like the supplement industry. And we're still a little bit clueless what we were doing, but we got a VAP pass to walk around in, in the morning. And then I also made the mistake a couple of years ago going there on a Saturday and holy yeah, crap. No, you don't like, want to do that. No, that was, that was insane. I was like, whoa, it, yeah. But, you know, historically that's the way it was too. And I remember once waiting in line, we were just hanging out with friends, my friend Melissa and actually the former drummer from Chimera. We were just hanging out. I think he was there too. And two hours to get up to a booth and we spun yeah. some wheel and I got like some widget to put on my keychain. <laughs> <laughs> But it's always fun just to go and hang out. Oh, no, and, and I mean, if people. you're going to go for the experience, like, well, it's just like our, hell, I think me and you were at the first Olympia together, at least our both first yeah. Olympias, back when Dan John spoke at that deal for Staley. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Going for the experience, go on a Saturday. If you've been and you're not going for the experience, go on a Friday. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, and that's like with, with Windler. Like, if, if we were really doing it for business, we'd have been smart to make him go on Saturday. But fuck that. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, people are still showing up Friday. I mean, a lot of people fly in that day. Uh, yep. So it's probably half the size. And it was good. We were able to move around. There was no, like, elbow-to-elbow traffic. So we were still able to move around pretty easy. and things. I will yeah, say the, uh, the oh, go Firefighter ahead. Strongman Challenge. They have a new a new deal that started last year, and basically it's firefighters only, and they're competing for the world's strongest firefighter. Hmm. Last year they had 16 competitors total. This year they have like 132. Wow. Yeah, it was huge. So, and I think there's only two weight classes, and uh, it was good. So basically yesterday was, you had to rank a certain height yesterday, and they cut the field in half. For today, so, and then it goes cuts down again to like the last ten after today or Sunday. But uh, hmm. 
I knew a couple guys that were in that. It was good. Dowell was supposed to do it, but he's still fucked up. So. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah. So. But. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, like I said, I mean, the main thing I come out here for, I'll go over to Dave's again. He's doing one of the train your ass off things. And I'm going to head over there after this. Check that out. Watch him torture people. And then, uh. He's got a lot of Huh? I said, I've only watched a couple of those videos, but I get the impression that Dave just loves doing that. He seems to have a good time. I mean, let's be honest. He's being paid to just torture people. I so, know. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the whole job he's supposed to do is literally train their ass off. So, yeah. he just trains them <laughs> total fucking exhaustion. And, uh,. No, it's good. And I, as far as I know, like he was just lined up. I think he was doing like Friday, Thursday and Friday, like six podcasts or something, and just just oh, wow. things. I mean, which is good. It gives him an excuse to not go to the Arnold. But um, yeah, <laughs> their other thing, the other thing that they were talking to me about is they're wondering if their uptick was their uptick in people visiting is now they are. There used to be two location places that people visit, but when Westside was still around, and now the Louis passed. Oh yeah. Now they're the only one, you know. Yeah. So they were wondering if that's part of it, or the Expo's big again, and but they were packed in there. And I mean, they're always. People don't realize this, but they're very accommodating. Like, if you just fucking show up, they'll let you come check out the warehouse and go through things like. Like, basically how they let you buy things is they just open the warehouse and you get to walk through and pick out whatever the hell you want off the racks. Yeah. Where people pick, so. Um, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I got a new pair of wraps, and then everybody went in and took pictures of the gym and stuff. I might try and get a training session in today. If I do that, I'll probably do it at Windler's, but. It sounds like Dave's podcast has gone really well, too, so that's awesome. Yeah, they're doing good. I mean, I was talking to them. They've been super busy. Uh, they just cost Good. Me, so. I think that's taken off pretty good. So he's having a good time. Nice. That's good. They've been around forever. And I mean, obviously the first rack I bought, I air Cressy in God, what? 2004. He's like, ah, just, just call up elite and ask to talk to Wendler. I'm like, okay. So I call up and it was, I think I told this story before. It was two hour conversation with Wendler. And I think 20 minutes of it was, just fucking buy a two by two rack with the Texas power bar and a flat bench and a trap bar and get used weights. I'm like, okay. And the rest <laughs> was talking about different metal bands and why I should use testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it works. I bought like two grand worth of equipment and <laughs> I still have it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. The conversations are always great. It always goes. Yeah. There's always unexpected turns that happen. And, uh, like, we ended up last night, we just sat down and watched the first Alien movie. Like, oh, oh nice. So we, we introduced Jim's son to Alien. And, uh, You'd never seen him? No, his son's only, like, 10. Oh, well. <laughs> Here we go. And, yeah, so we sat down and watched that. The original one's a classic. I remember watching that years ago and being like, oh, shit. <laughs> it still holds up. I mean, the thing it is, does. that's what we were talking about last night, and the, the impressive thing about those movies was the lack of CGI. Yes. They had to build all that shit. You know? Oh, yeah. The spaceships were models. The whole, you know, the things they went into, the hallways, all that was built somewhere. And it's not mm -hmm. just done on a computer screen. And uh, Yeah, it's pretty pretty badass, but 
I will say Sigourney Weaver needed to squat, though. She had no ass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, she, she totally skipped leg day. But, but, yeah. I think that was the vibe back then. Yeah, that was. That was. So. <laughs> What was the year in that movie? It was the late seventies, wasn't it? It or early eighties? I don't know. I mean, I can look. Early eighties, okay. I would guess, but I mean, like I said, they did a good job. Alien. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Boom! Film franchise. Nineteen seventy nine. So yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was a. Uh, yeah, it was a good flick. But... No, the no, weightlifting was good. Did you see uh, face slapping at the Arnold again? There was none. And I think it's because Dana White bought out that company. Did he? Really? Dana White, yeah. as long as I know, bought the... They uh, do it at the uh, UFC. So whenever there's a UFC event, they have like a... Because I went to the... It's called the UFC Experience. So they have like an expo at all of their events. Because when we were in Vegas, we got free tickets for the from USAW to just kind of wander around in there. And they have some other stuff in there, like they'll do like grappling tournaments and stuff like that in there now. But it so that's where it is. It's like so UFC every every event they have, they have an expo, and then they'll have the slap, you know, whatever contest. But yeah, it's a part of that now. Oh wow! So that was sad. We were we were looking forward to seeing that. That's the day we were planning <laughs> on going, whatever day that was happening, and uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that. Uh, um, it's probably good to get in while you can, because I feel like, I mean, as much as concussion stuff is like coming up, and then just <laughs> watching these dudes just like eat concussion after concussion. Oh come on! You know. It's like, uh, like I don't know how long this is gonna keep going for, but I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, it is huge in Europe. I think, like, yeah. you look at some of those venues; they're like sold out. So, oh yeah, I'm not, maybe, I'm not, maybe it doesn't matter. I'm not racing to do that sport, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, oof. Well, it's kind of like people want to see train wrecks, and that's just basically a huge train wreck. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Looking for knockouts, man. Looking for knockouts. One slap knockout. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw one the other day where it's like the dude got knocked out or whatever, but the guy stepped over the line. So it's like, like you know, you lose a turn order, but the guy was knocked out. He was just allowed to come to and go right back into it. So I was like, oh. I was like, that's almost worse. Yeah. <laughs> that you can, yeah. you know, he got a free slap. It didn't quote unquote count. But to his face, it did. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I see those like concussion stuff, and it's like, I mean, I don't know the UFC because the fighters have been, you know, I would say just kind of pushing back a little bit more on fighter pay stuff lately. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. But maybe that's just like another avenue for UFC to make some cash. Exactly what it is. Yeah, other than that, I mean, like I said, just chatted. Just lots of talking, and the weightlifting was good. Uh, It was right out in the main hallway. So that was the Collegiate Nationals and the American Open. I watched some of that. 
whatever flight I was watching, it was God, their opening. Well, they were ending snatches at about two. Was 130 kilos? What's that? 287. Yeah. 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 But I mean, we had we had one girl there. She's with her, you know, college team or whatever up there. She was in the women's 64 university national session. Also. There was a lot of, oddly enough, there was a lot of athletes from uh, University of Ohio. So. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to travel far, but it seemed like they had a big wrestling or a weightlifting team. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know how it works anymore. They changed the rules on that. So they, at first it seemed like they were trying to get almost like eliminate you if you were just like not on a college team. Gotcha. Like instead of. And so they, cause they have a under 25 now, which is a separate thing altogether. So you have the under 25s, then you have university nationals. They're trying to make that, from what I understand, they're trying to make it like a team, like your university team competes against this university team. Gotcha. I can see that. I mean, that's but, smart in a way. But I'm not sure if they're there yet with that. I have no idea. No, how there, many were teams are of, there were a ton of un, unaffiliated athletes lifting. So. I'd say in the them. university nationals or in the yeah in the American because okay yeah I'd say about a third of get, affiliated but uh. yeah because I get like an email every three weeks that's like we changed the rules and it's <laughs> now it's you know whatever because last year the idea was like oh we're gonna push for and pretty much just because now the university qualifiers like you can't just go to a meet. And then, like, at that time, I think you can now, but you couldn't just go to a meet. You had to go to a specific university qualifying event. And then, so they were trying to make it kind of like a season and, like, you know, university versus university, whatever. <clears throat> but I don't know if they have the support for that or whatever, because then they pretty much immediately changed it within a few months. So and then there was another change recently, but. That's for this is my athlete Aislinn. She's the one who's on the team. That's for her collegiate coaches too. Like I was like, I'm not getting into that mess if I do not have to. But yeah, they've changed the rules a few times. But the goal is to get it to where it's just university, and they have to put it at the Arnold because everyone else is going in the summer, and I think they're trying to keep it during the school year. So. Gotcha. Plugged in at the American Open Series. I'll tell you what, we did figure out because this is the second year that uh, there's like medieval fighting at the Arnold, which is basically you dress up in armor and fight with like swords and axes yeah. and shit. Mm. Like, <clears throat> like for 90, real, for real. 9.3, huh? I was saying it's like for real too. Like they're like smashing each other. Oh, they're whapping like, the shit out of each other. But you know, what yeah. we figured out is we need to start training people for this because like ninety nine point three percent of those people have never seen a weight in their life. They're really? all just yeah. They're all just I don't know how to put this. Like you would expect what they do all day is sit in their mom's basement and play Dungeons and Dragons together. <laughs> and then, uh, and then go out there and do this. And that's what we were talking about. Like, if we took a high school linebacker 
and put him in there, he would just mop the floor with all of them. <laughs> like, we could put a team together of just jacked fucking dudes, and, like, you would crush them. Uh, it'd be pretty bad. I don't know where he's at now, but one of my first clients did that. This is where I learned about it was, I mean, this is, like, over 10 years ago now, but, like, he, that was his thing, and he was coming to the gym to, like, get better at that. Yeah. You know? And he was like, oh, yeah, because he was with me for a while, maybe three years, but I think he moved away. I want to say he moved to St. Louis. But, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, he, you know, started winning more just by, I think his squat was in the maybe 300s by the time yeah. he left. But. Well, I could see that, yeah. I mean, if you were a decently strong dude, because I have no clue what the fucking rules are, but they are just <laughs> beating the shit out of each other. Uh, I think you have to hit armor. Because it, like, it looked like they were purposely hitting armor when they were hitting each other. Yeah. But, but holy shit. I mean, it it was a deal. Like, there were people throwing out high kicks and jumping wow. through the air like fucking ninjas and kicking each other. It was uh, pretty interesting. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, other than that, is there is anything? Is there much of the bodybuilding or physique or fitness shows or anything like that? I saw none there? of them. Uh, it was all hidden in other areas. I don't know. I think that was in another pay room, like normal. Like okay. They had none of that out in front on the stages in the expo. Um, I know they did have a large class this year of wheelchair fit figure models. I'll hmm. several of them. My plane ride there on Thursday was like nothing but bodybuilders and figure models. And they were all like 5'4 oh, wow. or shorter and jacked as <laughs> But, uh, so, so I had plenty of room in my seat. I was the only person over six. <laughs> uh, that's always a big one. But, yeah, I mean, it was weird because normally you see booths where, like, you'll see some of the old-time greats sit in the booths. I saw none of that. Yeah, yeah. None of that. I didn't see, like, normally it's no big deal to see Kaz or whatever. And, like, I saw no one of recognition hmm. the whole trip, but. Aside from, I mean, powerlifters, and that's just because I was hanging out with them. Right. But, so, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what people say about it after it's over. When it comes back, it seems like the Fit Expos are growing and the Arnold's getting smaller. What I've heard. Just being on this side of things. Because I'm sending a lot of stuff to Fit Expo booths. The one in Utah, Salt Lake, and Austin, and wherever, but. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I know, what was it? I could get the name wrong. FitCon was down in, was it Dallas last year, I think? Yeah, something like and that. that was like a huge one. My buddy Adam was out there judging some of the strongmen. And yeah. yeah. He said it was crazy. He was surprised like how many people were at it. And that one's outdoors, I think. Oh, yeah. He said it was yeah. on the hottest day of the year. He said it was yeah. just absolutely brutal. <laughs> yeah. So. And, of course, it was normal. It's like. Jim was telling me when we yesterday, he's like, man, he said, it's been beautiful for two weeks. And what did it do yesterday? It was like 37 and raining. So oh. it, it always happens during the Arnold. But cause Thursday, it was beautiful. It was like almost 60 and sunny. And then we woke up yesterday, it's just dumping rain. And, uh, yeah. All the times I've been to the Arnold, I don't even remember it ever even being sunny. No, once. it's just shit. Like, <laughs> always, it's like it. The weather plans itself around that. We had one year it's been good, but so. 
like I said, ran into numerous Iron Radio people and just talked about they were asking about Lonnie and things like that and how he's doing. And so, I don't know anything else going on in the sports world, nutrition world. What was your what were your talks about? Um, so I did one at the Neurosports Conference on heart rate variability, which was pretty fun. It was nice that uh, they had a kind of like a roundtable format. So most of the, a lot of the talks were PowerPoint, some were longer, some of them were split up between people. And then the roundtable, there's another guy talking about, I think it was eye exercises, I think. And then I was doing one on heart rate variability. And it was fun because, one, I didn't have to create any PowerPoint slides, which is great, because doing formal talks where you have to create slides and have references and all that stuff, man, that takes a long time for me to do. I'm getting faster at it now, but it still takes quite a while. i got to do one for the ISSN conference in June coming up. Um, but it was great because then you can ask, you know, questions of, you know, what are people's background? Like, what do you... What do you know about it? What questions do you want to answer and make it a little bit more uh, custom to them? Um, but yeah, that went good. Had a lot of people showed up for it, which was great. And then, yeah, just two days of conferences. Got to see some people I haven't seen in a while, people I've just kind of interacted with over the years but actually never met in person. And, yeah, we're wide-ranging talks from... You know, uh, one of the top researchers on, like, uh, Gulf War Syndrome, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome, she did a really interesting talk. And kind of the big takeaway from that was uh, the earlier data, which just is in the process of being published, shows that in that population, weight training or any anaerobic stuff just appears to just stress their body out, like, really bad. Um, and so they had people doing aerobic stuff, but starting, like, super light, like, even just you know, one minute of aerobic stuff done a couple of times a day in terms of exercise. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, one of the other guys who does the research uh, for the Flow Project, Stephen Kotler, uh, he was there, so I talked to him for quite a while. He did a cool talk about, um, you know, just kind of the different aspects of, kind of sort of aspects of flow and looking at different research in that area. Uh, my friend Katie Dabrowski did a great talk with uh, Scotty Butcher and uh, blanket on the third person right now. I'll think of it. Um, <clears throat> she was talking about pain and lifting and, you know, kind of a more updated model of pain. And I got to talk to Scotty about just heart rate variability, doing some biofeedback training, you know, different breathing styles and watching your heart rate variability as you're doing it. So that way you can kind of customize uh, what breathing works best for you if you're trying to do it more on uh, the relaxation side. And a couple other good talks, uh, you know, a little bit about sleep, um, some other different interventions, some interesting stuff on just preparedness and stuff for first responders. Uh, very interesting talk. I can't remember the researcher's name about the difference between, you know, gender, males versus females, um, which sounds kind of obvious, <laughs> but I think especially now, sometimes it gets a little bit confusing. And she did a really good job of just explaining that, okay, here's the actual data. And yes, in general, like males are stronger than females. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, and she's like, I know this seems obvious, but, um, but she did a really good job of explaining it in terms of percentages. And then also kind of relating that to some of the new standards tests, like the army is using of how if you set the standard too high, right, you either have to, her argument was you either set the standard for what the job is. And if it's males, females, whatever, here's the minimum requirements of the job. So that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Or you have a different standard for males and females because the females would, if it's high, they would have to be, you know, like 85th, 90th percent of the population where males would only have to be like the 50th percentile of the population. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And um, yeah, overall it was just a lot of fun and it was at, Nice hotel down there. They had a ton of posters this year, which was great. Uh, they had a open bar during the posters, and they actually had Guinness. So I hey. got to drink Guinness and walk around and ask crazy questions about scientific posters, which was awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good. And then I was at the Raise the Bar conference in, like I said, in Dallas, Texas. Good presenters there. Got to see uh, lots of friends like uh, Tony Genocor, Dr. Lisa Lewis did a great talk. They were only there for one day. Uh, Lee Boyce, uh, Andrew Coates, Don Saladino, Luca Hosevar. I'm sure I'm probably forgetting a ton of people over three days. Uh, uh, Jill Coleman, uh, Jordan Saya. Um, just, yeah, a lot of people I haven't presented, a lot of people I haven't seen for a long time. Martin Rooney was there. And, yeah, it was fun just to go hang out and a little bit more on the business side, which was useful. Um, always things you can improve upon that. And it was great. We just hung out at the hotel there. Uh, John Mike was there also. So we got to hang out with him and his, his wife and yeah, it was super fun. I'm, I mean, for me, I just did a podcast on what the top takeaways are, but it was nice to see like 150 to 160 people show up who were all trainers, which I thought was really cool because I don't know. Sometimes on the internet, it just seems like the industry is going completely in the tank. And then you go to an event and you realize, <laughs> wow, all these people are serious about it and paid money and are there and are paying attention and want to actually get better. You're like, wow, that's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> you don't see all the, the positives all the time. Yeah. And, and again, my bias, there's some really good talks on, you know, social media and presentation of ideas. John Goodman did a good talk on some marketing stuff. Um, but my bias is still <clears throat> having a newsletter, you know, being able to talk directly to people, I think is still going to be the best. I don't know, like you guys have seen, maybe I clicked on one too many AI ads like a month ago, but it just feels like my whole inbox and everything now is just being flooded with use AI to create this content or use AI for this or that. And I just think <laughs> there's going to be so much content that like, being an actual person people can relate to is going to be even more important going forward. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I saw the raise the bar thing and it made me think of Dave Bar at first. That was like his tag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I haven't seen him in forever. Oh, neither have I. I don't know. He fell off the map, but yeah, he does that. Falls <laughs> into his tunnel, but. Yeah. What were you talking about the other show, Darrell, you wanted to ask Mike about? Do you remember? Oh, I was going to, because, I mean, 
we probably could save it for the next one, but uh, is essentially the uh, molecule release that they're calling like the hope molecule and like training as it relates to depression and anxiety and like how, you know, I forget what the molecule is off the top of my head. I wrote it down, but it'd probably be a little bit longer of a conversation, but I think uh, just in general, like training, lifting or whatever in depression or how it affects the um, minds is essentially like the, the neighborhood of what I wanted to talk about. I mean, which actually the, um, War veteran thing with the weight training causing a spike in reactions is interesting to me too, but like kind of in that same neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Was it BDNF, brain drive neurotrophic factor? Uh, I feel like there's, I feel like they included that word, but I, I can't remember the molecule. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's, yeah, it's uh, it's essentially in, I started seeing a little bit more of this research kind of during COVID and I was pretty interested in, in general, just because of, uh, I mean, most people think of working out and training is like the benefits are just going to, the only benefits take a long time, right? Like versus like there's immediate benefit to training, like as soon as it's over, essentially like your body's reaction to training uh, body and your mind's reaction to training in the short term and also long term value. Um, I was just, I'm always interested in that because I think that's the biggest hurdle to overcome with people coming to the, you know, just coming into a gym yeah. is like, they don't want to wait. Like, I don't want to wait for, you know, XYZ <laughs> value, but which I, I always thought that piece of it was more interesting to me is like how, the initial, like even a, just a your first workout, there's value to even after you, like immediately after you leave, mm-hmm. immediately after you're done. As long as you join the right gym and you didn't get like rabdo or something, then there's <laughs> not a bit. But, um, but yeah, it's in the neighborhood of that, and then the the push in this particular, um, you know, there was an article that kind of touched on a few different research articles, but was the what they call the hope molecule and i forget what it what it is but it essentially when you really like it's release you know essentially helps your uh just overall receptors in terms of happiness like it almost opens the pathways to some degree hmm. and allows you know you know lower stress all the all these things that i feel like most people who train kind of no, not in the sense of like they're actively going after it, but like, oh, I, I mean, how many times do you hear your client or somebody say like once they're like in the rhythm of working out and then they miss a couple of days or whatever, then they just feel weird. They're like, yeah, man, I just feel off. Like I, you know, whatever. And it's not necessarily related to the training stimulus itself in the sense of like muscle fatigue or whatever, but just in the sense of like, oh man, I feel off. I need to get back to working out just from my, you know, mental health. Yeah. So. Was it myokines as a general compound? I, that sounds, yeah, that sounds, that actually sounds right. Um, I have to double check, but yeah, I, I just remember it being called the whole molecule in, off top of my head anyway. And no, in McGonagall, is that right? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, that's... Just recent stuff. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because there's like Irisin was probably one of the last big myokines to to be discovered, I guess. The concept is that we think of muscle as just things for function. And then the more we learn about it, we're like, oh, it's needed for health, right? Where you're going to dispose a lot of glucose and fat. Well, you can stuff it into muscle tissue. And then even stuff like uh, BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, which is like uh, fertilizer for neurons in your brain. That's actually primarily, I believe, produced in the muscle and flows through the bloodstream, crosses a blood-brain barrier, and has effects on the brain. So we know like aerobic exercise will increase BDNF. Some studies on strength training most likely does. And so now we're looking at all these compounds, which are classically called myokines, which are molecules that are released from the muscle itself. Some of them impact the muscle, right? So like hypertrophy is primarily what they call an intrinsic process. The muscle is kind of doing most of that on its own. Obviously, hormones and other things like that can affect it. Um, but then there's also other compounds that are produced that have all sorts of effects at extremely, you know, distal organs that are not necessarily related to the muscle, but are produced by the muscle. Um, so it's like the earlier stuff we learned about fat cells. If you go back far enough in time, fat cells, they thought, I'd oh, just sit on their collective fat asses and don't do anything. And now we find that fat cells are probably one of the most metabolically active organs in the body. They're, you know, secreting all sorts of different compounds, you know, some of them not so friendly. Some of them are even good compounds, adiponectin, et cetera. And they go and they circulate and they have other effects upon other tissues in the body. So... Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if we're learning and probably even discover new myokines that you know, potentially have more neurologic effects, which we've already found a little bit of that already. Well, I think we can hit that another day. Yeah. I'm going to get off here, head over to Windler's, and hopefully get some more stories for next week. So. Yeah, there you go. We always like good Wendler stories. Yeah, exactly. So Ones we can share on the air. Yeah, a lot of them I can't. That's the problem. But I know, that's what I mean. Talking I couldn't talk about. But, uh, <laughs> so, anyways, well, you guys have a good time, and I will uh, fly back tonight and be back in the, uh, get home tomorrow, tomorrow night. So. Sounds good. All right, guys, everybody have a good week. All right, see ya. Later. Stop.